Live from the R&R Studios in the good old friendly city, it's the Boys from the Wheel Podcast. What is going on guys? Welcome into the R&R Studios for the Boys from the Wheel Podcast. Crazy week, crazy week in sports. We'll talk all about the draft here in a second, but I want to get to something that's going on right now here in our great friendly city of Wheeling. Playoff hockey has returned to Wheeling for the first time in a long, long time. Chris, the atmosphere has been nuts. I know all three of us sitting here at the table have been to a couple of the playoff games this year. It's just insane. Yeah, anytime you go to the playoffs, no matter what, you get that feeling, you get that mentality, and the team really feeds off the crowd. And um, just major props to them to be able to go into a hostile territory like Fort Wayne, get two big wins. They kind of laid an egg in the first few games back here, but then they really responded. I, I thought they responded well in game four. They just couldn't get the victory, but they responded well in game five. They really fed off that energy. Now they have to go, unfortunately, go back to War Memorial Coliseum. But you got to take that same energy. You have to go into their building. You have to take the crowd out of it and bring home that victory. Absolutely. Jordan, you and I were both there on Friday night. Man, the energy was electric, went into overtime. Wish we could have went away with that one. Oh, absolutely. And uh, watching that game and seeing some of the grittiness of those players out there on this year's team is almost mimicking what I saw back in 2016. I mean, it's that... I don't fuck with me mentality. I mean, they'll take your fucking head off. They don't care. Oh, absolutely. One thing that I got to see and witness last night, and it brought chills to me to sit there and watch. Last night, the game wrapped up, and the old 215 made an appearance last night. They sent him home back to Fort Wayne with a nice 215 gesture, and it was it was awesome. It was great. Those guys are fantastic. It was nice to see uh, Hup back in his environment. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, you know, Jordan and I can attest to that, that the two on five men, they were the heart and soul behind the fans, especially when the Nailers made that cup run. I was there as ticket director. Uh, Jordan was our game operations manager. And I mean, just feeding off that energy. And, and that's the thing. It just hasn't been there the last few years. It just seemed like the air just kind of went out of the tires after that. And obviously there were some things internally that went wrong that I'm not going to get into. And, um, but, you know, being back this year, even at the beginning of the season, you bring back Derek Army, that gives you just that momentum because he was a fan favorite as a player. You knew he was going to be phenomenal as a coach. I mean, yeah, he had the cup of coffee last year once Mark French left, but this was his first full season. He was able to bring in his guys and boy, did he bring in some exciting players this year. Oh, absolutely. And going back to the two one five statement, I mean, every sports like this, I mean, mental warfare is a thing. Oh, it, it really it is. is. I mean, we I could go back to when they played Florida back in 2016. And, I mean, they were, I mean, hounding these guys to a point where, like, there was threats of trying to meet somebody out in the parking lot. I mean, they got in these guys' heads so bad. They didn't even know what to do. It's like Florida, who was literally the number one team in the entire league that year, they were all dunces the whole time. They didn't know what to do at all. And they were just chirping the whole time at him. And it just seemed like they were always staring up at that one particular section. One. And it's great to see him back. Absolutely. I don't know how long it'll be. I think it was just a, could be a one-night thing. Could be, who knows, depending on how the team plays. that brings them back to their old memories. But it was great to see. Glad to see it. Um, but 
I think we need to, uh, after talking like that, I think we need to put an episode together and maybe do a 2016 run, get some people in here and get some things going. Oh, that'd be great. (laughs) So that's... You you might even need a couple podcasts. uh, I think that might be a series. I mean, yeah, not even only the people that we could bring in just during that special year, but just, I mean, even just us four talking. I mean, I, you know, I know Sean, you know, he knows all about that run too, but... You know, we get everybody together and just us talk about it and then bring in some guests. And I mean, it just meant so much that year. And, oh, absolutely. I mean, all, the awesome. hour, all the hours that not only we put in as the staff, but like you guys put in as fans. I mean, you guys were the reason that we got up every morning. And I mean, because I mean, Jordan knows it was stressful as all hell. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I mean, just what a fun year. I, I wish we could have came out on top, but. I mean, I, I love this team. I've always loved this team, and uh, it's just great to finally have attitude back in Naylor's hockey because we were missing that for three or four years. Uh, I'll tell you the truth, though. When I, I knew, obviously, I mean, they were already in the playoffs when this happened, but that Game 7 overtime win against Reading cemented things for a very, very long time. 23, baby. 23. And, well, I mean, try, try being oh, up yeah. there for the freaking 3-4 overtime game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine my heartbeat. I was, free, I, I think I went through four or five paper bags that like. That and night. but in all honesty, if you like from me watching it at home, it's just like Wheeling wore Redding down so bad. How the hell did Cody Wido get wide open <laughs> at the opposite blue line? I, I mean, wide yeah, open. Yeah, I mean, just nuts. But I mean, it just that team in general. And I, I say this all the time to people. I said if somehow, some way, they would have been able to put that 2016 team together, the same exact core. And bring them back for the 16-17 season. No doubt in my mind they would have won the Kelly Cup. There is no doubt in my mind. The camaraderie, the relationships, everything. It was all there. Cemented in place. And they would have definitely took home the Kelly Cup. That oh, absolutely. Year. I think they had the skill, the the attitude, obviously. The physicalness. They just It was it was a great team. They definitely would have would have done that. But um, we'll, turn, we'll turn the page here a little bit. Start talking about the draft. Another big thing that happened this weekend. Um, anybody know what happened with the Patriots in round one? Did the dog make the first pick or what? Sean, I mean, it, can you elaborate here? I mean, did, was the dog sitting in the chair making the pick here for Bill Belichick? I feel like it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they, they took, they took somebody that was guaranteed to probably still be there in the second round, maybe even the third round. And it was, it surprised a lot of um, other teams, but. You gotta trust. Uh, you gotta trust old Bill. I, I uh, maybe he sees something that not any other team saw. But I I don't know. I I think there's only one person in this an entire room, and I'm including you in this, Sean, that knew exactly who that kid is, and it's the gentleman to my right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew who he was, and I mean, you know, I, I follow FCS football, but I thought for sure, you know, the wide receiver from North Dakota State was going to be the first one off the board, and. I see Cole Strange's name called, and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I, I got to scroll down my list." Because I, I did, I had him in my top hundred because I'm like, I understand he played at a smaller school, but it was what he did in that game that they played against Alabama. I was like, "Damn, this kid's a monster." So you know, I had him at 71. So like Sean said, more likely he was probably going to be there in the second or third round. Belichick has a tendency to find these guys though from like crazy FCS schools. Right. That end up being stars in the NFL. I mean, Malcolm Butler. Yeah. Prime example. Yeah. His rookie year he ends up catching that interception in the end zone to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right, yeah. 
Well, and I mean, you know, you, you had the Penning kid too that went in the first round, the Northern Iowa. I mean, there was there's a lot more behind his story that I think people don't realize. But I mean, you know, Penning, I kind of figured was going to go in the first round too because of his size. I mean, six seven three thirty five, and just seeing what he did at the Senior Bowl. Oh just yeah, drills and stuff like that. he was throwing people around. Yeah, like I said, there's more to his story on why he stayed at Northern Iowa. But I mean. I, I love it. I love seeing these FCS kids go, especially, I mean, we had what? I think it was uh, four from the HCBUs mm-hmm. that were drafted this year. Yep. And um, there was a couple of Division twos that I saw up there. I mean, uh, Josh Williams out of Fayetteville State going in the late third round, I think it was. I mean, it's awesome to see. And it doesn't matter. I mean, because look at some of the guys that had to sign free agent contracts after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of big name schools. I yeah. mean. Well, and big name players. Yeah. That were passed on. Well, not even just that. I saw in our markup today, this was the first year not one player from Texas University has gotten drafted this year. Yeah. Not one. That brings a whole new mentality to horns down. Holy crap. Is Texas <laughs> back? Does anybody know? Uh, no, no. No. I think I they're know. still somewhere in an oil well. No. They, they're they they're with the U somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he went there. I went there. But I... <laughs> Sean, who do you see in this draft that a team took and you're like, man, that's a straightaway thousand percent, hundred percent or pick that he's going to be a big star in the NFL? Uh, Kenny Pickett. You think? Yeah, I really, I truly believe that. I mean, that that whole, that, that team does something for, something different than any other team does for quarterbacks. I don't know what it is. But they can breed quarterbacks like it's nothing. And the fact that they've had four years of literally opening up a door that's right next door to them and being able to watch him, they've yep. already got they got tons of tape. They've already got, you know, tons of probably coaching. You know, like I think it I think a lot of it is done and they just need to, to put him in that position. However, one would think that, you know, he's gonna start this season. Very well might happen, um, but I, I I can't see any I, I can't see another player that's going to have a, a, a potentially better career, you know, right off the bat than Kenny Pickett. I mean, it's a just a great offensive mindset team that you know he's going to fit right into. Yeah, I'm a, and they I'm, needed that. I say I'm gonna I'm gonna take my opinion, and I I'm not. I'm not just saying this just because, I mean, I like the player. I don't like the team. Sorry, Chris. But George Pickens, the okay. receiver they drafted out of Georgia. Yeah. That dude is a fucking dog. Mm-hmm. What? No, I agree. No, I you mean, were apologizing to me. Yeah, I was because I hate the Steelers. I ain't a Steelers fan. Oh, my bad. <laughs> That's why <laughs> anyway, I was looking. I was like, anyway, wait, why is he apologizing like the Steelers, to me? My bad. No, no, anyway. it's all good. But yeah, yeah, continue. Sorry. Anyway, but I mean, just watching that dude's tape, I mean, he dogged, and I hate to say it, he dogged that CB from Michigan in that playoff game bad. I mean, he, he's got the hand strength, and I mean, I could see him potentially being that next Steve Smith. Steve Smith Sr. Okay, yeah, same same that. build, same size. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Chris, who, who you think is complete 100% home run out of the park, just going to make great steps in the NFL? The one guy that I've really looked at, and I was high on him in the draft, and when he ended up with the Ravens, I was kind of like, oh, crap. And that's Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. My God. Like, this kid is built like a linebacker, but mm. can play in that safety position. 
was looking at some of his stuff through the combine. I think he's going to be an absolutely phenomenal player. That Ravens defense that you saw back when they won the Super Bowl, it's starting to develop again. And it, I mean, it's going to be scary for the teams there in the North. That's a good system for him to be in. Oh, 100%. He's going to be able to, and I bet you any money with his size and his speed, they're going to blitz him. He's going to blitz. He's going to free roam. He's going to basically play a cat and mouse game all night long with the quarterback. He's literally a carbon copy of Ed Reed. He is, yeah. And like he's been compared to a carbon him. copy of yeah. Ed Reed. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, well, uh, slightly go back to this is going to be my favorite line, and I told this to John because he is a Steelers fan. <laughs> Ed Reed said, boy, <laughs> I said I cannot wait to hear Pickett to Pickens gets picked. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's what I can't wait to hear. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be by Denzel Ward, obviously. But. <laughs> No, I, I, I think that's that's gonna be that's gonna be he's gonna be like I said I think he's like you said Chris I think he's gonna be he's gonna be a good pick I mean defense dominated this draft all the way mm-hmm. over between defense and trades oh my god the amount of trades draft picks just different things going on players switching in and out Jordan please elaborate here on what. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Vrabel and your Tennessee Titans are doing. Get the bleep button ready. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start this out by saying I had about, eh, it was a good 45 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes of a meltdown after I heard that happen. <laughs> uh, my pregnant wife, who was sleeping, was woken up by me thinking the house was on fire <laughs> when I saw this go through. Um, my dog also looked at me and said, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> so, now, ever since that meltdown, I've been reading into a lot of the shit that has gone on with his whole thing, and it's almost like he priced himself out of Nashville, purposely. Like, he wanted out because he wanted more money. Because they offered him, I do believe it was 16 mil base, and with incentives, it made it up to 20. Mm. And he also wanted 80 mil guaranteed. Mm. So, I mean, if you throw out a number that much guaranteed as a receiver, mm-hmm. especially with his health concerns, because, I mean, he he's had bad knees since when he came into the league. I mean, before last year, he had surgery on both of them. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they, I mean, I I still trust in John Robinson. That, that night, I sure as hell didn't. But going back through their entire draft, because, I mean, we didn't have a pick in the second round. They gained a couple picks. I mean, I really got pissed off when they traded the 26th pick. But we ended up getting some some more picks in exchange for that. But in all honesty, I mean, if AJ wanted out, quit fucking beating around the bush and saying instead of saying it was it wasn't my fault. I mean, he was tweeting shit out on Twitter that he was deleting instantly because he was getting roasted. Right. I mean, one other thing you can say, he was supposed to have a wide receiver camp in Nashville and just straight up dip. Like yeah. not like you have commitments. Fucking do it. Yeah, regardless of where you're at. Exactly. Yeah. You made a commitment to have a camp, and all them kids that were supposed to come, screwed now. Yeah. I mean, how? I, I'm not saying that he's a bad person, but that's a terrible bad look for him at that point. Bad. No, I mean, that's uh, that's an insane... Jordan, that's very mild compared to what I thought was going to happen. On that well, I, I decided when I got here tonight... That I didn't want to disturb anybody else within a <laughs> ten mile radius. 
So I decided to keep it. I mean, I could yell. You want me to yell? No, no, you're you're but, good. But like when it happened, I said, "Fuck you, Mike Vrabel, John Robinson," <laughs> and I'm pretty sure uh, the lights flickered in my house. So I think Vrabel was actually a little upset. He was, and and you could tell. But as soon as it happened, he was pissed because I mean there was all that mental stuff that came out with AJ the past year, and how he helped him through it and got him back into a right place. But it's almost like I I almost think he's more deceived at this point, especially when that FaceTime video came out of him FaceTiming with Jalen Hurts. Like, absolutely zero remorse for the Tennessee faithful at all. Like, none. And I I mean, if he goes out there and does great, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. But, I mean, because he, no, there's no doubt in my mind there, he is a phenomenal player. Like, 100%. But, if he's going to start pulling his crybaby shit I mean, in Philadelphia fans are going to let him hear it. Yeah. Let him hear it the whole time. But then, if you think about it, too, and it's really weird, the fact that Debo, Samuel, Hollywood Brown, A.J. Brown, and I think there's one more, they just all happen to have the same fucking agent. Exactly. And they all want fucking out in the same year. Yeah. Well, that, that was going to be my next point, that Hollywood Brown getting out and going I honestly, I keep reading stuff where that was a that was a him kind of thing because, unfortunately, he wasn't getting his targets in Baltimore. That's not the offense. Uh, no, that's, that's not the offense. That's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, there, uh, it, it it don't matter who they draft. I mean, that kid they drafted out of Minnesota last year, he's going to be in the same boat a couple years down the road because I mean, they just don't. Lamar Jackson is Michael Vick without the arm. Yeah, no, that's I what agree. It is. Baltimore's always been like that. They've never had, except for Flacco. Those couple years that Flacco really peaked. And other than that, they haven't had that top-tier quarterback. They've always been able to run the ball and play defense. That's what Baltimore does. And, they, I mean, that's why they don't draft receivers. Now, speaking of drafting receivers, <laughs> Green Bay taking receivers in the, in the second round. Should they have taken one in the first round? I don't know. I, I had to sit there and laugh when... Pat McAfee had Aaron Rodgers on. Sean and I were talking about that. As soon as it was on, I messaged Sean immediately and said, "Sean, you got to watch this." <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty funny. But if you if you sit there and you listen to Rodgers, it's like he kind of knew what was going to happen. He was okay with what was going to happen. Um, he kind of he 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 was okay in general. Um, he was also very upset. Uh, I guess. Uh, an article article came out and said that when he signed his name for the for the new contract, that he fully expected Adams to still be there. And so I think kind of some faith was like a little bit of faith was lost in that organization. But he seems to be a team player, so he's just going to do what he has to do to hopefully you know to bring them a Super Bowl potentially. I mean, he's back to back league MVP for a reason. I mean that's. <laughs> I mean he he's shown it on the field that he can do it with pretty much any kind of receivers. I mean I I I don't know. Yeah, I mean you're my, getting my, my take. Sorry. Good. I guess my take my take on Baltimore is have at it. You know, mm-hmm. let if, if Lamar wants to run, run. But one one guy from the op, the opposing team is going to hit him one day, and he's not going to get up, and that's going to be it. You know what and, it's going to end up being like is when Teddy Bridgewater was still playing for Minnesota and he got fucking popped. 
knocked out cold. The dude's the dude's legs are like like sticks. Yeah, yeah. Like he is going to get injured and he's not going to be able to play again. And then you're going to be out potentially millions of dollars. And when he all he has to do, like I I don't know what it is. I don't know if they in the off season and OTAs and all this shit they they are throwing plays at him and saying, all right, you know, pass it to this person, pass it to this person. And he just is like knowing in his head that I cannot get the ball to that person. And right. he just takes off. And that's how he can be like, yeah, he's successful because not a lot of teams can stop him, but it's going to take one person. It's going to be like a, like a miles Garrett is going to come at him and hit him low or something like that. And it's going to be it. And, or it's going to be a safety. It's going to be a safety yeah. that ends up popping him. He won't see him coming, even though he's a, he's elusive as all hell. But he, there's going to be that one time where, like you said, either a Garrett yeah. or I think it's going to be a safety that he doesn't see. It's just going to fucking pop him. I, I they short they short up their defense though this year, so yeah. it's like their defense is very good. Like and it, it's going to be it's going to be scary. But you know maybe I don't I, I don't know I don't know how they're the the uh, the the discussions with him are going right now, but right. he was clearly ticked off about Brown leaving. Yeah, and rightfully so. But at the same time, it is it does come back on him. I mean, it, pass pass the ball, learn how to pass the ball. Yeah, stretch the field, do something because it's what he does now is is dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, because, you know, I was going to go back to the Packers here and talking about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah, you don't have the big name receivers up there, but you get six foot five Christian Watson. I mean, obviously the kid's a winner, four time national champion in FCS, played at North Dakota State, had a hell of a quarterback throw into him at the time. I mean, in Trey Lance. But I mean, there's just there's obviously going to be a lot of questions. And I think there always is when you have a big time player like that coming out of the FCS. Are they going to perform? Are they not? Because the types of defenses that you're seeing in the FCS. But the thing I like about what Aaron Rodgers has now is he has a lot of size to throw to because not only is it going to be Christian Watson, you have Alan Lazard right now that obviously battled some injuries there. But, you know, it's just one of those situations that now you got to be a leader. Like you got paid, you're staying there. I understand it's probably not what you want, but earn your paycheck now. I mean, it's go time, but, um, but go, you know, even going back to the Ravens, I I still here's the thing that boggled my mind the most about that trade was you're set at Hollywood Bat, Brown back with his former college quarterback. Yeah, that was the one thing that just absolutely blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute. I mean, granted they only played together for a year, but still, but still, I, I mean, mean you're, you're, oh, when they were together at Oklahoma, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, same with Devontae. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same thing. Same thing with Devontae. Yeah. 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 That that, that mm-hmm. was the biggest thing that blew my mind is the trades, you know, they're going back with their former QBs. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, the, you know, their there's bonds are already made up, so that it's gonna be interesting. See, it's gonna be a crazy, crazy NFL year. The offseason was nuts. It, I mean the the draft was crazy. I expect just utter chaos in the in the season. I mean <laughs> The Rams definitely put the formula out there of, hey, you know, you can win now. You need to win now. The future is the future. I think a lot more teams are going to take that 
and be like, you know what, we're not going to worry about money right now. We're gonna we're gonna sign who we can get, we can get, you know, right now and win, and deal with it in the offseason. And that's, I think this year also for slightly going back to Green Bay, and it's going to be mainly the preseason is to see how Jordan Love does with what they have, right, and see if if Love is the future. Because next year we have, I believe there's a couple quarterbacks coming out of there, you know, better right. than, you know, potentially better than what we saw this year. So is this the, is this the enough offense for Jordan Love? Because ultimately yeah. in the end, Rodgers is going to leave at some point. And I don't know if you can put all your eggs in one basket and say Lazard is your guy. Will Watson be the, the number one, who knows? But I think I think in the end, we're gonna it's gonna be kind of uh, showing to see how well um, Jordan can do in this with what's been given to him so far. Yeah, I mean it's like I said, it's gonna be nuts. We're gonna it's crazy to see what's gonna happen. All the <laughs> there's been so much moving around. The first week, we're just I mean, hell, the first week we're gonna have to go. Okay, who's this? Who's that? Who's there? fantasy is going to be rough because you're like, wait a minute. I didn't realize that he played for this team. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this whole off season is so crazy. Like it's, yeah. and it, and it, and it continued last, like these past few nights, like right. I mean, day one, you know, going into, going into draft night, number one, they said that it was going to be, there's going to be some trades, you know, this is going to be the craziest or one of the, the craziest drafts that we've, we have seen, you know, Potential trades here, trades there. I don't think anybody expected nine trades in one night. No. No, absolutely not. It was as soon as pick 10 happened. As soon as pick 10 happened, shit hit the fucking fan. Yeah, floodgates just opened there. But And, and like, yeah, and the biggest surprise of the night was the fact that um, Malik Willis the does not get drafted. Actually, he did. But it took him well, no, that night. He didn't well, get drafted night. that night. Well, that yeah. night, no, it no, took no, him no, four no, rounds. No. And, I mean, how, what it took, what? Three rounds for, to the third round to the second quarterback I'd taken. Right. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't even. And it him. was. No, it was Ritter. It was Desmond Ritter. Yep. And Desmond Ritter goes first. And then um, I believe it was then Malik mm-hmm. and then Matt Corral. Yeah. Right. And then right. And who, who ultimately ended up going to the Carolina Panthers, which also brings up the question of Baker Mayfield. Like, all of his they... potential suitors are gone now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, allegedly there's multiple teams still talking. I don't know who those teams are. I guess Carolina could still be one of those teams because I mean, who who is Matt Corral? Do you know? Is he proven yet? No. So, I mean, in all honesty, I, the only team I can see Baker going to is Seattle. Yeah, honestly, the only one. Because yeah. I was yeah, it, I was on the whole is... him going in the Indy train. For the longest time, and then they got Matt Ryan, so that went out the fucking window. That's gonna be curious to see what Matt Ryan can do in that offense too. Oh my goodness, that's gonna mm. be great. He's got weapons. He's got a running game. He's got an offensive line that's gonna keep him upright. <sighs> Who knows? I'd love to see the return of Matty Ice. Oh yeah, I mean it's gonna be a really dangerous team. But I mean, even speaking on the crazy train here, I mean we're just gonna kind of stay in the AFC North here. But you have two teams that obviously needed a couple positions here. You have the Steelers that draft two quarterbacks, right? which I was trying to look that up that the last time that happened, and I couldn't even find it. 
So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I know it's happened in drafts before, but, you know, why are you wasting? Who, who and, was this? It was the Carol- who was the second? Who was the second they picked? Uh, Chris uh, Alisawan out of uh, South Dakota State. I mean, granted, you know, they were FCS runner ups and he's a hell of a quarterback. But um, yeah, they take him. And then you have the Ravens take back to back tight ends in the same round. In the fourth round. Now, granted, I'm a little bit pissed off about that. Yeah. Because one of them was my one of my all-time favorite college players, and Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina. But uh, did they get rid of Mark Andrews? I mean, is or are they just going to plan oh. on throwing the big fucking tight ends the whole time? I mean, that's the offense. I mean, they'll line up with six tight ends. They don't. Yeah, I mean, they yeah they took <laughs> that Charlie. Might be the only that might be the only way that uh, Baltimore can get the ball out. Yeah, I mean, because you have yeah you have a big target in Charlie Kohler now from Iowa State. You have Isaiah Likely, and I'm pretty sure Mark Andrews is still there too. Yeah, so. on top of that, didn't Baltimore take two offensive linemen in the first round? They did. Yeah, because they took what, and then they traded back in. No, no, they took Kyle Hamilton from they got a Notre Jabo Dame. Too. Yeah, and they, they got a Jabo from Michigan, but he's a D end. But no, yeah. I thought they traded back in the first round and drafted another lineman. Yeah, but I, they didn't take two O linemen though. I didn't, I didn't think. Yeah, I mean because you, they took Hamilton, which was. Obviously, a huge you know need there right. in the secondary, but they got they got uh, they got Linderbaum too. Yeah, that's, that's who what was, I was yeah, talking Tyler about. Linderbaum. Linderbaum. Yeah, yeah, and obviously you know they needed a center too, big time. And I mean there was a lot I mean, of I'm telling you they're they're yeah, and like I said, I mean maybe I'm the type of guy that I read too much into the later parts of these drafts, but just like I said, the Steelers taking another quarterback and then. The Ravens drafting back-to-back tight ends. I was kind of like, "What the hell?" You know, so but took, yeah, yeah, they did. They took so they took a tight. They took Charlie Kohler, and then Isaiah Likely, and then and then Jordan Stout, punter from Penn State, and then Isaiah Likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it wasn't you know back to back, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah, that just blew my mind. But when I saw that pick come across for, for the Steelers with that quarterback from South Dakota State, I was like. You know, for one, I was I didn't even have him being drafted. I mean, I, I loved watching him this year, but I mean, honestly, he kind of reminds you of a Lamar Jackson, to be honest. But yeah, it was just bizarre that they let's call a spade a spade wasted a, a pick on another quarterback when they probably could have got him in free agency. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, some picks. I don't know. Like I said, some picks we don't know. We don't know until they suit up and they actually play. We'll figure out what's going on. After the, I don't even say the preseason to be honest. I mean, it just until they're in the regular season when they can actually, you know, get live contact and see what's going on and just get into those battles and such. I I don't know. It's gonna be crazy. I <laughs> it's gonna be nuts. The Jets definitely won that draft, though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the that's, Eagles. Yep. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I unfortunately I the. I don't know if I have a, a thousand percent faith in the Jets, but I mean, I hope they do good. I mean, that's they've been hanging out in the basement with us for a while. I feel like it's been arguably, yeah, arguably the damn they got the best Lions. Arguably, they got the best Jets and Jaguars and Browns for the past who knows right. how many years. Well, and they addressed every single position that they needed to, and they did it in the first three rounds. Right, and they had yeah, three arguably, first round arguably picks. They got the exactly. best corner, arguably, they got the best cornerback. Yeah, arguably, they got the best wide receiver. Um, definitely Jermaine Johnson, uh, probably the best edge rusher in the, in, in the draft. They got Brees Hall, 
Jeremy Jeremy Rucker, best tight end, I think, in, in the draft. I don't know, edge rusher. That's that's a little bit of a stretch. Sorry. But yeah, you're yeah. Really I, you're, sorry, you're in the same room as Jeff. I know, no, but I, I wouldn't say he's the best one in the draft, though. <laughs> but I yeah, would, I wouldn't say he was the best one in the draft, though. No, there's nothing denying that he's a great player, 100. But the best in the draft. Listen, I don't I, know. I, mean, I, I guess you could say that Thibodeau was probably the best. Yeah, that's a stretch too. I <laughs> I don't know who who would be number one in your eyes. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Nothing to say about that, huh? <laughs> Listen, huh? I I give huh? I give Johnson so much credit, and this will be one of the last things that I say. But listen, the man bet on himself. He was at Georgia. He come back out and said, "You know what? I'm not going to get the playing time that I need to get to the next level." So he signed with Florida State and just had a great career there. One season, great career. ACC Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, just unbelievably, what a great story for him. Yeah, I mean, it really was indeed just from where he came from. But even before he was drafted, you know, Sean kind of alluded it to here, talking about Sauce Gardner. I mean, I thought hands down, but was anybody else shocked about the Texans taking Derek Stingley? A kid that kid that hadn't even played. I mean, okay, yeah, when he is on the field, he's a damn good player. But you're taking a third round, or excuse me, the third overall pick, and you're putting it on somebody that hasn't played when you have a guy like Sauce Gardner that proved himself this season. I mean, I I was absolutely stunned on that pick. In all honesty, I I don't even know how Houston didn't take a defensive lineman. Especially, in oh that yeah, division. with everybody that was left, and well, not not even just that, that division. Yeah, between Tennessee, you got Henry, who's a fucking diesel truck, <laughs> and then you got Indy, who's got Jonathan Taylor. You need to have somebody who. I mean, I'm not talking about Jacksonville because they're a fucking dumpster fire, but they they run the ball consistently. Yeah, they don't have anybody Buddy. to jam up the middle of the line. No, they don't. Anybody else also see Sauce when he got drafted? Try to immediately escape. He's like, nah, I ain't going to the Jets. I'm trying to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, that's just, that's insane. I mean, <laughs> did anybody see the way he was dressed, though? That's just insane that he uh, he dressed the way he did. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, you know, Sauce Gardner just, I, I mean, I loved him at Cincinnati and right. just everything that that team was able to do and just bring it all together. But, and, because you know, there was a lot of people that were saying that, Oh, you know, Stingley was battle tested because he played in the SEC, and you know, Sauce, maybe not so much. But I'm like, did you not watch highlight video? I mean, okay, maybe I am the only dork that does that, but you know, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, it it's just it was bizarre to me, and I mean, I, I, I think Sauce is just an absolute tank, and I think you know he's he's going to be the one that he's going to really take this team far, and I'm Revis Island 2.0 possibly. I, it's a possibility. I mean, I, I'd like to see him more. I mean, that's you know one of those things. It's great to see all the Cincinnati players out there that did what they were able to do and just put a team out there and get drafted. I mean, did you and see that fucking ice on his neck? I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't crawling on the floor as, as heavy as that thing probably was. That's very saucy. Yeah, I mean, he hit the. He definitely hit the uh, weight room to be able to wear all that. Wouldn't you think, Sean? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I think when he tried to get up for initially, he fell back down. <laughs> no, that that was when he tried to take off running, and then it just kind of held him back. 
They were like, no, 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 no. You, you get picked. You go out here. I, I don't want you. <laughs> I'm going the other way. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that that was. I mean, you know, I, I might have jumped ahead of myself here, but I, I thought that was also one of the bigger, biggest stunners there in the first round, you know, outside of the Cole Strange pick. I was like, when they called his name, I'm like, wait a minute, what? Mm-hmm. You know, but... Do what? <laughs> and, 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 you know, it even kind of went to the wide receivers, too. I mean, I think a lot of people were thinking Garrett Wilson was going to be the first one off the board, but Drake London at six foot five and everything he's going to do, but the biggest question mark on him... Is is that ankle going to hold up all season long? I mean, yeah. when you have an Achilles and a broken ankle, I mean that's rough for sure. And, and, and prior prior to the whole the whole crap with uh, Deshaun Watson and the Browns trading away their all their picks and shit like that, Drake London was plated in in most of the mocks to go to Cleveland, and I I was so freaking excited. I I personally think he's the best wide receiver in the draft. Like he he could be the sleeper wide receiver that everybody else thinks that it's this person or that person. I personally think it's, it's London. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely loved him this season and just everything that he was able to bring to the table. I love his size and everything, but you know, Jordan, the, I think one of the other things too, is with the departure of Brown too, you guys go out and get Traylon Burks, six foot two, 220 pounds, but the guy moves like he's 180. I mean, he's going to be a big target, but I mean, 18 touchdowns in three seasons. Or excuse me, 19 because he had the rushing touchdown too. You just can't argue with that type of pickup either, right? And I mean, the guy's got his size, and like since whenever he they made, I can't even fucking talk. Sorry, everybody. Um, when they made that pick, his two comparisons were Debo Samuel and AJ Brown. Oh, hands down, because they say that he is a a yards after catch god. He's got the size. He's got the stiff arm. I mean, he can break the tackle. He's got the breakaway speed. So, I mean, I hope to God it works out. Especially, he, he'll be able to get some of the uh, experience and everything. Get like people like Robert Woods and stuff to teach him since they've been in the league for a little bit. Little bit. But, I mean, man, if we were able to have Traylon Burks, AJ, and Robert Woods. Ooh. But then again, I don't, I don't know if that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if that whole situation would have played out without the trade, though. I, I, I think Traylon Burks would have made it to 26. I, I really do. Because, I, I mean, going back, did, I'm going to look at right now. I don't know if – did anybody pick anybody, any receiver between 18 and 26? Yeah. I, I I'd have to look remember. it up. I, I ain't got time for that right but now. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean – and that's the thing, too. And, I mean, I haven't really looked enough into special teams right now, but if you guys need a kick and a punt returner, too, that's something that he can do as well. He's just an all-around – fantastic athlete well i think that's primarily why they picked up that receiver from ucla in the fifth round uh, yeah kyle oh, phillips yeah. yeah kyle phillips is definitely a beast too and then going back to Traylon burks i mean his hands are fucking massive mm-hmm. he had had special gloves made because every time he put a pair on he was ripping them yeah so i mean as long as he can hold on to the ball and i mean he's gonna fit in nashville perfectly because all i was seeing was pictures of him hunting got deer in his hand catching fish and stuff like that so i know guys like Ben Jones and all them guys already been hitting him up with the fishing spots and the hunting spots. So, I mean, he's going to be perfect for Nashville. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing that you definitely need is people that, you, you know, can put that team together. And just even when you're the new guy, when you're the rook, I mean, it's you want to get different places in and you want to see, you know, what's everybody doing? How do we how do we get to be more of a team? But... <laughs> 
But guys, I, I think we need to, to buckle in and see what's going on with the NFL here. I mean, it's going to be crazy. We've got the rest of the ECHL playoffs coming up, and we've got the NHL playoffs coming up. So there's a ton to be talked about. So guys, we will be back next week with another episode. As for us, we'll see you again next week. This has been the Boys from the Wheel podcast. Peace.